What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turndars Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. First things first, happy 4th, everybody. We're recording this on Monday. Hopefully, you're all having a good 4th of July. Safe. Yes. Um, Jack, we just had the John Deere Classic. We've played this course ourselves a few times. What did you think of the course last week? I think it was set up really good. I think that minus the uh, the field there that was lesser than a pro-am in Scotland on a Monday, um, it was actually a good tournament. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I think there could have been a lot more crowd members. I'm pretty sure if, you know, if I was walking around, you could have picked me out individually, but it was a good golf tournament from start to finish. Good job, JT Poston. Yeah, the, go JT Poston. Uh, if you were not paying attention, I disliked him last week because he had never made the cut here. And so you actually had a top 40 bet with me on him last week. Um, newsflash, Jack won. You know, <laughs> he, he won the event, so Jack won that one. Um, and if you're also paying attention, we did have a – we golfed together last Friday. So Jack did a friendly uh, Nick Hardy versus Doug Gim bet. Jack having Hardy, me having Gim. Uh, Gim did not play that great this weekend. I think he missed a cut and then Hardy finished tied 60th. So he did a little better, made the cut. So Jack walked out with a, with a beer on the golf course on Friday. Well, actually, let's be honest here. I did not get a beer bought from you. I had to buy drinks on that one. And you're going to tell everybody in the world listening what happened because I need to relish in this because my ego is just not big enough. All right. Jack made a hole in one on a 309 yard par four. All right, and we're done. On to the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hole one on a Just a slight. Yeah. It, was, it was mad impressive. And it's, yeah, it was, it was nice. All right. Um, so as Jack said, JT Poston did win this week. It was incredibly impressive. There were a few well-known names that were behind him that were decent. Denny McCarthy was a solid one. Uh, Maverick wasn't too far out. Uh, Chucky Three Sticks was in the top 15. I'm trying to think. Mav- Maverick. Uh, and then like Cam Davis were the other ones that stuck out to me outside of that. You had what I would consider maybe lesser known PG well, Bez and Scott Stallings were out there. Uh, Scott Stallings. Yep. That's true. Forgot about him, but overall it was a, a pretty weak field. Is there, is there a name that stuck out to you that didn't do well? That didn't do well. Sahith Gala. I think he snuck no, oh, pretty well. Um, sorry. I did not mean Sahith Gala. He came out on the end. Um, Ches Reevy was the guy I meant to say. Ches Reevy really, he missed the cut, I think, on a course that should have been, you know, playing to a strong suit. Um, and then John Hugh, a couple weeks, you know, of just really good golf, comes to a course where he should dominate with his skill set. And then he uh, successfully just craps it. You know, it happens. It's golf. But that was sad. I For, for me, it was Hadwin, I think, personally. Mm. He was one that stuck out to me. He should have done decent on this course it felt like it fit him well and he just did not go in as strong i'm also sad about my my steve stricker switch to adam shank i mean Mm. withdrawal and then like like shot six over half injured half withdraw half hurt ego i don't know what happened on that front but that was a like that was half my picks where i felt like right there so that one was a little painful to deal with. i told you to go with uh was it morgan hoffman is that what i told you no i was trying to decide between steve stricker and uh ryan moore mm. and ryan moore would have been the option but live and learn um so i guess i that's gonna count against a, a lot against me a lot 
in our review this week. But Jack, why don't you just get us started? Um, go over your DK. We'll, then we'll get into it and we'll get to the Scottish Open. Yeah, screw FanDuel. I made money in FanDuel, but we're going to talk oh. about DraftKings. 625 points. That is probably, if I don't want to toot my own horn here, we'll have to review that. Possibly the best lineup we've had in the last eight months or whatever, how long we've been doing this. I think for, I think for you it is. For At least me, for me. Might, for, for me, it might be the U.S. It's close. It's close, but, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's close between two of us. So, JT Poston, number one, Scott Stallings, four, Chucky, three sticks, and Mark Hubbard, both 13th. Adam Svensson, 24th, and Nick Hardy at 30. Total of 625, and the worst finish I had um, in one of those single-injury tournaments was 62nd and only 30 points behind the leader. So I was right there. There you go. That's the way to do it. Yeah, Jack, Jack crushed on DraftKings this past week. Um, we're not going to worry about my DraftKings lineup. Just know <laughs> I went three for six on making the cut. I had Hadwin, Revy, and Austin Smotherman, and they all hurt me. Uh, but I had Chucky three sticks, CT Payne, and more all finished top 25. Just not, nothing impressive. Didn't win any money, but. But your bets did good. Bets did good, but let's get to your FanDuel first. What, did you do any good in FanDuel? Yeah, no? I just, I scratched out a couple dollars. I mean, it's nothing comparatively, you know, yeah. to the other one. I mean, I can go over my lineup if you want me to. Um, we curious. had Hugh, Svensson, Revy, Charles Howell, Nick Hardy. And uh, Mark Hubbard, um, that was 454.8, and that scratched out. I only did double-ups and FanDuel on accident, um, so did good enough to make money. There you go. Win your money back. I All right, so Jack, I, Jack didn't do as great in FanDuel. I did okay. I mean, I was four for six on making the cut. I had that Stricker-Shank swap around, and that one kind of hurt. Cause I didn't, if I – if I get more than one point on that, if I get like 40 points, which is very reasonable, even if somebody misses the cut, um, but plays both rounds, then I, I go from winning a little bit of money to all of a sudden winning an extra like five, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate, but it's the way it goes. Um, in terms of bets, I ended up going four for six. We're going to write this down in the history books. Liam went above 500 betting on a week, everybody. Let's <laughs> All right, it just doesn't happen very often right now. I got to take little victories when I can. Uh, I had Chucky three sticks, top 20 at plus 140. W. Uh, Martin Party Laird at top 40. Or, yeah, Lard. Martin. You say Martin Party? Yeah, Martin Party Lard. Right? Because isn't he Marty Party? Or no, he's Party Lardy. Listen, I, if I'm lost, everybody else is lost just move on from all right martin Martin laird top 40 plus 120 is a win Patton and top 40 is plus 120 that was a win ryan moore top 40 plus 150 win uh ches reavy top 40 thanks jack for nothing uh that was a loss uh and then doug gim top 40 minus 110 that was a loss as well so i went four for six and i'm up three units on the week get me back on track I can play about that. Yeah, I had um, Nick Hardy top forty minus one ten lock. Sahit Gala top twenty plus one seventy lock. Scott Stallings top twenty plus one seventy lock. Chucky three sticks plus one forty for top twenty lock. Ches Revi <clears throat> brutal. JT Post and top forty plus one ten again. Obviously, I didn't know he was winning, but you see odds like that. If it's anything near a plus or even you know minus one twenty, that's guaranteed double your money lock 
Taylor Pendrith withdrew, so that was a wash. You know, got my you know entry back. Adam Svensson top forty plus one twenty win, and then John Hugh top forty with the miss. There you go. And then let me run around here real quick, do some winners, some things like that. Oh yeah, sorry, I I meant to say up exactly exactly six units on the week, bringing the total for me on sportsbook to forty four point five two units up. And hey, I'm up almost five and a half. So that makes us almost 50 units up. Let's as a go. Let's go. Can we so, bring it up to 100 by the end of the season? So That's our goal. That's our goal now. That's the goal. Um, yeah, did no. you say up 5.5? Is that what you said? I'm up 5.42. Okay, so we're at 49.94 units as okay. a five. All right, I'm going to round that up and say 50. It makes it sound better. And if you want to No, we got to earn it. All right, we'll learn it. Unless you're doing it in a title for clickbait. Well, that's probably what I'll do. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to go real quick through winners and wild picks. Uh, last week's winner choice is Jackhead, Sahith Tagala, and Chucky Three Sticks. Which, so, if I, I did say Denny McCarthy on accident, and that would have hit you did. if I didn't screw up. You did. Um, so Sahith was tied 16th. Chucky Three Sticks, Charles Howell Third was tied 13th. Uh, I took Maverick McNeely and then threw a parentheses on Str- Kevin Streelman. Uh, Maverick was great, tied sixth, and then Streelman was T41. Um, that was a little bit more of a shot in the dark. I don't feel ba- as bad about that Streelman pick, but Maverick was nice. Um, Jack's wild pick was Sahith Tagala, top 10 at plus 350, and Scott Stallings, first round leader at plus 4,500. Those both lost. Unfortunate. Yeah. My wild pick was Adam Shank top 10 at plus 500 <laughs> and Steve Stricker top 20 at plus 270. Uh, they both withdrew technically. So I, I don't, I guess maybe that's a loss. Maybe that's, that's nothing. I don't know. We'll just call it a loss for the sake of, for the sake of simplicity there. Uh, Jack, any other thoughts about deer run before we, we get into it? No, this is unfortunately the worst scheduled event in the history of golf this week. Hopefully it picks back up next week, but I'm stoked about the Scottish Open. No offense to the PGA Tour. This is a cool week. I hope that next year more people go over to Deer Run, personally. I I wish it the best. I want somebody big to show up, even if it's just one guy. I want one big guy to show up at the uh, at Deer Run next year. Yeah. But I agree. This is a this is a legit stacked tournament again kind of similar to how it was uh, at the Travelers two weeks ago, where it was a very loaded field. We are at the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club. It is a par 71, uh, 7,290 yards. Last year's winner was Min Woo Lee. He won it over Matt Fitzpatrick and Thomas Dietrich in a playoff. Uh, this tournament is a little different. Uh, it features a mixture of PGA Tour players and DP World Tour players. Wow, that could be and now live players. Ian and Porter now live players. In his case. Um, so be advised when you're looking into your lineups. I'm going to say this just to, just as a pointer. Don't be scared to pick a guy who predominantly plays on the DP Tour. If you look, I mean, Minwoo Lee and Thomas Dietrich last year were, were DP Tour guys, and they finished first and tied second. So don't automatically assume they have to play in the Tour for them to do decent on this course. 
Uh, one of the things to look for on this course, this course is extremely wind dependent in the four years we've been doing it. Uh, people can get to almost 20 under if it is a, if it is calm conditions, but in 2020, Aaron, Aaron Rye won this course at, at 11 under. And that was when with extremely windy weather. So it is supposed to be windy this week slash weekend. So keep an eye on it before Wednesday. Um, and if you're looking at it, look at the players championship. There are a lot of guys that played in that, that are also playing in this. And that also had very windy conditions. If you're looking for a little reminder, that was when Thomas beats Al Torres in the playoff and then Cam Young and Mito were there and Mito like threw it away on 18, things like that. Yeah. Um, I would say course wise, it kind of relates to Murfield village as well. Yes. I'm not, I'm not telling you to go to uh, PGA or player championship based on uh, based on course. I'm saying just based on the fact that it was windy that weekend. And a lot of yeah. guys that played that weekend are playing this weekend. Gotcha. It's more of a tiebreaker than anything else. Uh, last thing, uh, if you're like us and you live in the United States, this event begins at like 2 a.m. on Thursday morning. There is that beautiful if people have insomnia like me, I'll be up watching. <laughs> yeah, it's great if you're if you're like Jack and Jack, where you have insomnia or me, and you get up at three in the morning uh, for work. But it starts at like 2 a.m. on the East Coast, and then it actually starts at 11 p.m. Wednesday night on the West Coast. So you got to get your lineups in early. Don't wait until the last minute. Uh, I know sometimes people like to do that and that can make it a little more hairy in terms of getting everything organized. Yeah. Speaking from the tinker master. I, yes. And that is spoken from tinker master. There's made plenty of tinks on a Thursday morning. Um, all right. That is all of my notes. Jack, do you have any, do you have anything or are we going right into the tears? Let's just get into it. This is a stacked lineup, stacked event. I love this. I'm excited for this. All right, Jack, what you, what you got? We got four guys at the top. Fitzpatrick, 10-1, Justin Thomas, 10-6, John Rahm, 11, and Scotty Scheffler at 11-2. Boom, let me put some wisdom on you. Okay. Two guys you should pick here. And again, you're picking, you know, 1A, 1B out of, you know, elite group of people. Justin Thomas, John Rahm. This course was basically designed to the strengths of John Rahm. Probably the best golfer or best driver in the world right now. It's yeah. going to suit him. Justin Thomas works the ball more than anybody else in the PGA Tour. It just suits his game. He's super comfortable. Those are the two guys I'm picking out of the clan. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm big on JT this week personally. I think the four the four hundred dollar price difference from Rom is probably that um, that difference maker, as small as it may be. Um, I think Scheffler at eleven two is just that six hundred dollar price difference, which is also big difference in my opinion, because I think starting at ten six is a lot different than starting at eleven or eleven two. So I think JT is going to be my first guy. Um, don't hate Fitzpatrick, obviously, because he's been playing well, could and he always does good on this course. Yeah. Um, but I think he will be popular, so I'm going to stick with JT. Uh, he's done great on on this course the times he's been here. He finished tied eighth uh, last year. He's also one of the players that's very good at, with high winds, as he was good at the. Uh, am I, is it the players or the PGA? Which one? Which one was it? I, you read your notes. I I know. I gotta I, go back and look. I think you said PGA, but yeah, PGA, PGA, PGA. Sorry, because players was rain. Yes, that's what it was. All right, so we both like JT. All four names are good. Whatever, whatever you can fit in your price range. Whatever floats your boat at that point. Like if you have the money to drop here, you do it. Yeah. Um, 
I actually like, though, the guy at the top of the 9K range, Xander Shoffley. Well, let me stop you right there and say it goes all the way from Xander Shoffley at 9-9 to Hideki Matsuyama at 9. I mean, you already said you got a guy. Throw him out here. Yeah, so, I mean, Xander's my guy. He's 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 played this course plenty of times. He's great. He was T10 last year. He He sits well on this course, and he is somebody that also does good in bad weather conditions. So I'm, I, again, that's a great tiebreaker for me. Um, so he's probably the first, if I don't want to go high, high four guys, I don't hate starting a lineup with Xander. I think that's mm. a very, very normal build. And I think it'll actually be a little common. Yeah. I think, yeah. Top 10 is uh first, I think it was his first event or first time playing at the Renaissance last year. So yes. I like him a ton. Um, I got two guys in this category that I keep my eyes on. First, Sam Burns. Yeah, I like him too. Obviously, I think everybody in the world is starting to finally get on the uh, the train. Um, three sub-70 rounds in his um, event here last year. Um, Tita Green is honestly his secret right now. Um, he's won three times the PGA Tour this season. Um, but I also think, and get ready for this, Will Zalatoris. And hear me out, hear me out. Of all the metrics you said, did you mention putting one time? Uh, I did not. I know the best. You. Yeah, he is the best ball striker in the world right now. And it's yes. taking much for me to say after watching, you know, obviously I say Matsuyama is probably the best ball striker, pure ball striker. Right now it's Zalatoris. I think this is where he could really, you know, finally break through. Difficult. He's one of the best tee to green golfers in the world, which is the metric you talked about. I think this could be a week where it's really broken through. I mean, I mean, you will got to struck me. I don't get to convince you. You got to yeah. convince me that <laughs> is a good option. I like him every week. I'm, I'm just this isn't a major, so he's not going to finish second. Um, but I like him. I like him this week as well. It's just going to be tough to get for me to get him in my lineup because I actually like Burns just as much. Yeah, and for that, you know, it's the same relative price. And like you said, Shoffley, love him. Can't lay. I just, I haven't seen it yet. Obviously his last three finishes, all top 15, including a top five. Um, just comparatively to what he's done in the past, it's just not there for me. Morikawa, I'm always going to be high on. He's just pure good. Cam Smith, always going to be good. Last two events haven't been noteworthy. Yeah. Um, and then Matsuyama is just very random. He'll go like third missed cut 40th, third, so I just I haven't seen the consistency there to go boom or bust yet, or to say it's not a boom or bust. Yeah, Cam scares me a little bit because he's wayward driver on a on a course like this. But but again, all great picks up here, relatively speaking. I just like Xander and Burns the most, and then of course sprinkle in Zaltoris when, when I can. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I mean, all these guys are great options here. I think anything beyond this is where you really are gonna win your tournament. So yes. I'm ready to jump right at the AK range, which starts at eight, nine for Jordan Spieth and goes all the way down to eight at Max Homa. Take it away. All right. I like a couple of guys in this, in this group. I'm going to start with Tommy Fleetwood. You, uh, you pick Tommy Fleetwood because he plays well on this course. If you listen to our podcast, when it first came out, what was your one ploy about Tommy Fleetwood? He's, he's not playing well in the USA because he played well in. Europe and where are we now exactly we're, we are in Europe yeah so he's played this event twice he's t26 and, and t2 
He was tied second in 2020 with that high wind on this course. Um, he plays again, he just plays really well in Europe. I'm not, I'm not holding off on this. And at 8,400, I, I think he could have been low nines this week. Mm. I, if he, if he would have been low nines, I would have understood that pricing. Um, one other name that I will mention is, uh, Max Homa. Uh, do you realize that he has 10 top 20 performances this season? I'm telling you, I, I think I said it last week or two weeks ago. I said, he's having the most underappreciated performance season wise, um, maybe behind Shane Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then again, if, if, if you want the little kicker, he's good in the, he's, he was decent in the wind at the PGA. He finished high 13th. Um, so he's fine there. Uh, those are the two that really stick out for me in this range. I think, I think Cam Young is going to be extremely popular by a lot of people this week. And not that I don't think he's a good choice. Cause obviously he's Cam Young. He, he played great and he's been playing great. I, I'm a, I'm a little worried about him playing in Europe. Yeah. I just, we haven't seen it yet. You know, yeah. it's his rookie year. We haven't seen it obviously you know if you watch golf and you really do it these elements do matter and that's why i love the tommy fleetwood pick and i'm not gonna hate on the homa pick as well i think for me victor hovland's another really good guy um obviously if you take a look at his performances overseas they're just you know saudi desert classic win abu dhabi four hero world challenge one i know it's in bahamas but you know overseas he's dominant coming into this really good I also think Joaquin Neiman is going to have a bounce back week. You know about as well as I do that he has the ability to keep that ball as low as humanly possible and get that ball as high as humanly possible. So definitely could work the ball around, but hard to ignore Sung JM too. I know he's coming off some weird stuff with his health, but just he's always solid. My thoughts on Ryan Fox. Two weeks ago, he burned me, or maybe three weeks ago, we talked about him and Adrianos. Um I think he's overpriced personally. I think a lot of people are going to see this and go, Oh, he's, he plays in Europe. He must be really good in these conditions just automatically. He's obviously done enough to prove that. I just think he's overpriced. That's fair. I I was just curious on Ryan Fox because I, I, again, at 8,500, he's around a big list of popular names. So 100%. Yeah. And then, Taking a look at the 7K range, I believe there's 1,100 names. So I'd feel comfortable getting into this because I know we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's there's so many so many people in here that we're just gonna we're just gonna go through them all. Uh, Jack, start start me off. What's the first guy you like? I mean, are we gonna are you gonna go back to Hatton? You think he solved some of the rage problems that he had? I don't think he'll ever solve the rage problems he has. But his last three finishes, his best has been 56. I'm actually fading them. Um, okay. I like Adrian, excuse me, Adrian Moronk this week. Um, he's my guy. Um, he's just proven he's, he just won the, um, he was the first Polish uh, person to win on the DP world tour, I think last week. So just coming in hot, really good. Um, he's one of the guys I'm really looking for. Obviously, if you take a look, Porsche European Open last week, 74, but two weeks before that, third place and then sixth place after that. So I think he's one of the best picks. Obviously, I love Bobby Mac, Bobby Mack and Robert McIntyre. I think he's always going to be good. I'm, I've always been high on him. And then I also think John Smith's a good one. You just look at his DP World Tour events. He's just been a stud. So I think there's guys in this range that can confidently fill your lineups. 
I am hopping on your band, your bandwagon of Robert McIntyre this week. We are doing, thank you. We are doing the return of the Mac, uh, and I am hundred percent hopping on board with that pick. I actually don't dislike Lucas Herbert. Um, if you don't want to take Robert McIntyre, I think he's a very good pick at seventy six hundred. This yeah, he was top ten last week at Irish, right? He was top ten at the Irish, and he was doing. He had a sneaky good stretch where he was doing pretty well on PGA tour as well. And so he's coming back to a course where he has been top 25, both of the last two years. I think that's a sneaky pick. Uh, Aaron Rye at 7,400. Again, he won here in 2020. Don't dislike going back to the well on him. I think he'll be decent. Um, outside of that, I think there's a couple other names that you could potentially sneak sneak in here. Keith Mitchell, the GOAT. He's been playing some really good golf lately. Last four events. Worst was a 34, then 18, 7, and 6. So just getting better. We know um, the deal, though, with Keith Mitchell. I can't bet him or otherwise – or I can't bet him or like him or otherwise he doesn't do well. Yeah, no kidding. And then last guy I'll talk about because there's so many guys it'd be hard to talk about everyone. I think Mito Pereira is another weird guy in this because – if you take a look at his events, the best he's done are really flat courses. And obviously when you go to Scotland, this is not it. Um, but Tita Green, stats don't lie. Yep. Yeah, I I agree. And if you and if you need the facts, you're good on the PGA and uh, on the PGA championship, obviously outside of that 18th hole. So yeah, minus that one, he would be a lot richer and a lot more successful. But He'd probably honestly here too. Oh, 100%. Um, but, yeah, there's so many guys in here, you know, that we could talk about. I just – I don't see a guy that sticks out enough to discuss them more than that. So, uh, unless you have anything else, I'm happy to go on the six because I got some names. No, I mean, I, I I like keeping my ranges relatively small, and there's too many guys in here that I feel like I can just get lost starting naming off more than five, ten guys. 100%. So, I'll just jump into this 6K range. Six nine all the way down, you know the deal. The guy I think I'm looking for, Victor Perez. He's three for three at the Renaissance Club, type 15 in 2020. Um, he's been honestly the last minus the last two weeks, European tour, um, excuse me, DP World Tour at 53rd and US Open 109th. He's been performing really, really well. So I think it's 6,900, really honestly worth the risk. I like him a lot. I will never shy away from Ricky Fowler. I love Ricky Fowler. Um, I like him this week. Let's go, Ricky. Come on, man. Hundred percent. And then Sepp Straka has just fallen, fallen, fallen um, from this dominant beginning of the year. Yep. Who knows? Might be a year he comes back. You never know. Yeah, I don't blame me on that one. Uh, I'm sticking to like three guys realistically in this range. I'm doing Ricky Fowler again, sixty nine hundred. Any week could be his week. I'm here for it. Um, the other one I'm going to mention is, is your boy, uh, Audrey Arnau at 6,700. I think he could be a sneaky pick this week. And then the last guy I like is uh, Callum Terran at 6,300. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing very well recently. He's coming off of good finishes at both the U.S. Open and the John Deere. Um, he's obviously English-born, so he's going back to you know Europe. And based on the limited info that I could find on him, he doesn't seem to do bad in the high wind. I mean, he again, this is not a guy that has played 
a thousand PGA tour events. So unfortunately information on him is a little hard to get to, but if if you want a low, low flyer who has just been playing really well the last what month and a half month, 6,300 gives you a lot of options to really top heavy your lineup. You know, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, Obviously if you're down here, you're looking boom or bust real quick. Yes. I got two last names, one Wyndham Clark. He's always been very underpriced for the performance. Um, last four weeks, 35, 65, 737, um, playing good golf. And then one that I think is really under, underpriced is Stuart Sink, former Open champion, um, going into Scotland. He's just really good overall. He's making cuts um, at, you know, 6,400. Obviously, I'm not telling you to start him off in your lineup, but if you're down here, it's, you know, it never hurts. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, all right, so we we will end it there. Um, Jack, how about you get us started on your DraftKings lineup? I was going to say, end it there. I was like, we barely well, we I, end, get the meat and potatoes of it. No, I meant end, end of the lot. Sorry, you know what I mean. I, meant end I know, I'm just place. giving you crap. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up my um, DraftKings lineup. It's a little bit different than traditional i just i'm not confident with it compared to last week but fitzy at 10-1 hovland at 8-8 tommy fleetwood 8-4 um i have adrian moronk at 7-7 christian berswedenhout 7-5 and then jordan smith at 7-3 boom or bust yeah, that is extremely boomer bust. If that was me, you would have roasted me for that lineup on how boomer bust it was. But okay, interesting. I went for a little little less balance, but I think I had one or two of the same names that you had in yours. Uh, I'm doing Xander Shoffley at 9-9 to start it off. I'm going to do Sam Burns at 9-2. I'm going to do Tommy Fleetwood at 8-4. I'm going to do Max Homa at 8,000. I'm going to do uh, Robert, Return of the Mac. McIntyre at seven six, and I'm going to do Ricky Fowler at six nine. I am not hating that lineup one bit, and usually I crap on your lineups. Yeah, I, I, I like felt, it. I felt pretty nice about that one. I like it. All right, talk to me, Jack. What do we got for Fanduel? Boom, we got Hovland at the top ten seven, Tommy Fleetwood ten six, Joaquin Neiman ten three. We got Bobby Mack, return of the Mack, as you might call him, Robert McIntyre, 9-7. The GOAT, Keith Mitchell, he's back (laughs) in the lineups, baby, at 9-4. And then I'm riding on Adrian Moronk at 9-3. There you go, man. You got to go back to Keith Mitchell. All right. Well, well, I did for FanDuel. I did Justin Thomas at 11-8. I did Sam Burns at 10-9. I did Tommy Fleetwood at 10-6. I did Max Homa at 10,000. I did Aaron Rye at 9-4, and I did Callum Taron at 7-3. Mm. So, so I did not go Keith Mitchell, meaning he will win this week. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yes, I went extremely top-heavy and then threw Callum Taron in. Uh, don't get me wrong, that is risky. Uh, but I am taking a chance this week. Nice. I'm here for it. So... Um, before we get into bets, Jack and I spent all day. Uh, it is currently 8.30 on Monday. Bets are only going to top 20 right now. They're kind of all, they're kind of not fully formed, it looks like. 
So just realize that it'll be a li- little bit of an abbreviated week, at least on my end for bets. Um, yeah, at least on your. I'm, sh- yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Jack will find a way to get to like ten bets. Oh, uh, for sure. But I'm gonna stick to a light amount of bets this week, and then if anything, I'll just save some extra money for the open next week. Yeah, I think that's the smart call. Um, <laughs> obviously, top twenty doesn't leave us a whole lot of room for wiggle. I think it will be updated within the next 48 hours. So, you know, obviously there's room for change, but as of the time of recording this top 20 is all we got. So a lot of pluses, a lot of risks. So please bet carefully this week, especially with going into a major next week. Definitely. All right, Jack, uh, how many got this week? Did you want to call me back? Jack, how many bets do you have for us this week? I'm curious. Oh, boy. boy. Let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Whew. Okay. How how many big pluses? Oh, boy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, in the plus. Okay. All right. Eleven in the plus. All right. I'm here for it. Talk to me. What do we got? We have... Um, either, you know, I'm not paying rent this month or we're going to the bank, but, um, all these are top 20, except for one. Um, obviously I don't think all of mine are going to get in top 20, but if I get a couple hits, I don't think I'm hitting, you know, seven out of 11 picks this week, Yeah. but if three or four hit, I make money. So that's how I'm taking the gamble. We'll start off Justin Thomas, top 20 minus 140. Also, John Rahm, top 20, minus 140. Victor Hovland, top 20, plus 150. Tommy Fleetwood, top 20, plus 200. Um, I also have Tommy Fleetwood beating Harold Varner III and Christian Kirk. That is in a tournament three ball, and he is plus 150. We have Adrian Marank, top 20, plus 300. Whew. Jordan Smith, top 20, plus 400. Whew. Sam Burns, top 20, plus 140. Bobby Mack, top 20, is plus 280. Victor Perez is top 20 for plus 360. And then Will Zalatoris, top 20, plus 140. We are putting the up units Whoa. in jeopardy. Whoa, that could be dangerous, people. All right, Jack is really. I don't really know if it's Fourth of July, and I'm just sipping my uh, margarita here, and it's getting to me. But <laughs> Jack, uh, that is that is a lot. Okay. The word for that is ballsy or or <laughs> or stupid. <laughs> but we could also reconvene next week and just realize that it could be genius. Let Let's hope for your sake, yours hits. Um, so Jack did eleven. I'm I'm doing three. I'm I mean I was not lying. I am going light. Uh, realistically, if one of these hits, that's fine. Um, I am Jack said he was doing uh, Tommy Fleetwood over Harold Varner and Chris Kirk at plus one fifty. I'm doing it too. That's my bet. Uh, I also have Max Homa top twenty plus two ten. And I have Xander Shoffley top 20 at uh, minus 105. Those are it. That's my three bets. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> That's it. It sounds I'm, good. It all sounds I'm, good. I'm not getting fancy this week. I'm not, I'm, I, I cannot afford to go the jack route because I'm not up 45 units to, to mess around and lose all my money. So Jack has that luxury because he's been playing, he's been betting really well. I don't. So I have to be a little more reserved. All right, Jack. That's fair. 
What do we got? You want to do winners or wild picks first? Listen, I we are on a cold week for wild cards, so I think we need to mix it up and go winners. All right, we're going winners first. I think so. You're me. I'll take it. Okay. We have different ones. So I, I you sent me your notes, so I know we have different ones. Yes. I'm going boring this week. Don't hate me. I think it's either John Rom or Justin Thomas. Boo. Does, Boo. I think it sets up for him. Listen, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make our people money. Those two, I think, have the best chance of winning this week. Do you, do you, which one do you want in the uh, parentheses, Rom or JT? We'll go Rambo number one, JT number two. All right. Now I know Justin Thomas will win, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as they're, yeah, I guess he's our pride bets at the end of the day. Yeah, at that point, it doesn't really matter. Um, All right. So Jack went very, very top of the board, very practical. Um, My winner's pick is Sam Burns, which is funny because I think Jack has a bet on him and I don't. Uh, yeah no kid <laughs> um and then for my for my my wild winner i'm digging down a little bit uh i'm gonna do robert mcintyre oh yeah so i'm not even that high on bobby mac for the win i'm i'm good for like top 20 but just i think he's to, getting 17th hey you know what if 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 my winner's pick is 17th i mean there's a lot of worse choices for a winner's pick to be so i think he's gonna come be competitive this week. Wow. I like it. All right. Now, now we got wild picks. Yeah, I guess I can't talk about bets over here. I just gave you like a plus $45 million <laughs> parlay. Yes. Yeah. You just you just had a guy plus 450 for top 20 and throw him in. So. Not even a wild card as a bet. <laughs> as a wild card. Do you, do you have a wild card? What do you want to use? Do you have, what do you got? Yeah, I got one. So it okay. is, um, if you're on DraftKings, which I use predominantly, you go to um, tournament props, double, triple chance, three chances to win. Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, or John Rom to win is plus 330. Not bad. Okay, so JT. And those are two of the guys that I think are going to win right there. Um, so. All right, sorry, I'm writing that down. No, you're chilling. <laughs> J- JT, Rom, who? Scotty? Yeah, JT, Rom, Scotty Scheffler. Either one to win plus three thirty. It's a pretty right. good wild card. I, that is I a honestly good thought about card. making it a bet, um, but obviously, with being a winner, you never know. Gotcha. Okay, I um, so I have one, and then I have another that I cannot find the bet anywhere, but I'm sure it is a wild card bet. And if anything, I'll just do them top forty. Um, so my first one is Matt Kuchar top twenty. At plus at plus three thirty, absolute wild card. I'm sorry, you didn't say his name. I didn't say his name once in the last half hour. What the heck are his odds? Matt Kuchar, he's top twenty at plus three thirty. I guess it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but he, it was just he, random. He's played well here. I, I'm hoping his experience comes through. Um, the other one that I cannot find that that I have not been able to find the bet. I want to do a Callum Taren making the cut bet. I feel like that's a wild card. Um, I can't find that. If we if we want to get technical, when the odds come out for top forty, if that's not you know in favor, then I will do a Callum Taren top forty bet. If I can't find one, why don't you put him at top twenty? It's out right now. It's a wild card. It's not going against our rankings. Uh, yeah, let me look for him. Hold on. All right. Well, while I do that, just because I was scrolling, I'm adding a wild card. I'm not betting this. Usually I bet my wild cards. 
I will not be betting this for the record, but there's a guy by the name of Nacho in this event. I will be betting him top 20 for plus 2,200. <laughs> okay, Callum Terry, top 20, by the way, is plus 800. Um, that is definitely a wild card. It's a wild card, yeah. If he does finish the top 30, I'm gonna, or like, like if he finishes like tied 35th, I'm going to be a little sad. But I'll have him in here top 20. Realistically, I'm looking more at top 40. Uh, yeah. But we'll go from there. Wow. Make sure to write my nacho guy down, though. That's... Yes, 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 yes. Will I actually be betting that? I won't even throw a penny on that, but I was just scrolling down, and I saw the name Nacho, and I said, well, I have to put him in there. What's his actual, What's his last name? Libre? What are we talking here? Elvira. E-L-V-I-R-A plus 2200. Okay. Hold on. We're just going to. And if Jack has never heard of him, <laughs> that's a good sign. But his name is Nacho. He's so unknown. I had to uh, command F just to find his name <laughs> on the uh, on the better gods. Nacho, if you're listening, I got you. I got you. Plus twenty two. You know that's hitting now. He's gonna get like 18th place, that's, and I missed out in like 22 units. That's wild. He is what, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. The fifteenth lowest odds to get top twenty. That is, you know, if someone's betting on Thomas Bjorn or Chris Wood at 7,500 oh, just yeah. for top 20, I'm so curious right now. What's his winner's odds? Plus 500,000. <laughs> Holy crap. I Let's... wonder if that's actually been bet down at all because people have been betting him to win just based on his name. Oh my goodness. What's Nachos doing? I, I know this is going completely off top. Plus a hundred thousand. Yo, I might throw 10 cents on Nacho just for the kicks. I'm a blood yeah. ride on Nacho plus or top 20. Uh, I will I will probably end up throwing like again, do not bet Nacho if you don't want to, but I might throw 10 cents on Nacho. Yes. Let's let's paraphrase this. If you do not have money to spare, if you've been following our picks and you've been doing really good, keep with that path. We are each gonna probably throw a dime on Nacho for fun because we can afford to. Do not yes. gamble what you can't afford. Yes, we are gonna we are gonna bet 10 cents on Nacho just because we can, because his name is great. Uh, but do not do it if you cannot afford to. So, oh, that is great. I did not know he that that was his name or that he was in the field. But that is a that is a great ending to the podcast. Oh, that's funny. Okay, all right. We are going to the Scottish Open. Let's hope that everybody is an insomniac like Jack this week, and that we can all watch the Scottish Open and wake up the rest of our families in the middle of the night. But that's how we do it. Let's go out there and just win a bunch of money this week. Let's have a good one, everybody. Deuces. Whoa.